The following podcast contains coarse language and adult themes. This week on the show, sweet dreams are made of these and who am I to disagree? We're talking Neil Gaiman's 11 episode nocturnal Netflix nightmare, The Sandman. I'm Riggs. And I'm Eddie. And this is the Filmatics Podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to the Filmatics Podcast. I'm here with Eddie. How you doing, mate? I am doing good. How, how have you been? I'm good. It's been a little while since we've uh, since we've done this because uh, I was I was off uh, busy doing other things, and we had a couple of a uh, couple of episodes in the pocket. So it's good to see you. Uh, it's good to be back online with uh, with all of our wonderful uh, listeners here and um, talking about the Sandman. But we've got um, we've got a lot of other things to talk about too because it's been such a long time. Uh, since we caught up, uh, and you've you've come up with an idea for another segment. We are we are a I fucking have. orange here, ladies and gentlemen. We're just made of segments. Um, what's the segment, Annie? Um, the segment is what are we watching? What are we watching? And then, hey Johnny, <laughs> I know you're listening, buddy. JP, I need another tune, mate. Fix it, fix it, brother up. I need another tune, mate. I'm Jones and. I'll suck your dick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Johnny might call me about that. Um, But, yeah, we need another tune, Johnny. Uh, Please give us a call, Uh, pornographic or otherwise. Um, Yeah, so what are we watching? Let's let's start with you, Addy. (laughs) First of all, a shout-out to Johnny, who just started The Sandman. Did he? Last week. Okay, cool. He did. So shout-out to him. Hope you're enjoying it. Yeah, I actually saw him because we had um, uh, Johnny's uh, like not only my like our composer um, for a lot of things, but he's also one of the guys who works with us at the studio um, that we have, Cable Sound Studios. And we're doing some work down there at the moment. And he wrote like a theme for the for the studio for our, you know, for our crew and stuff and we've had all these musicians coming in like you know violin players and 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 djs and and pianists and drummers and you know singers and guitarists and bass players and all these people come in and like record little separate sections and we're doing like a a big promo for it um like a big trailer for the opening of the of the studio i mean the studio is open but like sort of the you know the grand opening kind of thing um and fuck it's a good tune johnny jesus it's stuck in my head every day every day and I know I'm editing to it, but still, you're a genius. Anyway, enough blowing Johnny. Um, and I hope he's enjoying Sandman. W- what are you watching? Oh, uh, I finished uh, season four of Agents of Shield. Okay. I finished my 18th rewatch of uh, Normal People. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going to do something, do it often. Yeah. I've only gone through it once, like we were talking about, and um, I think that might be next week's episode. It is it is probably one of the best melodramas I've, I've ever seen, um, and the acting is just second to none. Uh, Daisy, what's her name? Uh, Daisy Edgar-Jones. Daisy Duke, yep. Daisy Edgar-Jones should just be in everything all of the time, and would somebody at DC fucking cast that kid 
as Dick Grayson. I've been waiting to say that for weeks. What's his name? Say Paul Masker as Dick Grayson, please. Make it happen. Make it happen. He's got everything. He's got oh, the sweetness and the vulnerability and, you know, get, get into bulk up into an American accent. In fact, I don't even fucking care if he's got an Irish accent. That's totally fine. Make it happen. It's, um, yeah, what a wonderful show. But um, 18, that's Did a lot you, of times. Yeah. Did you know that Daisy Edgar Jones is not actually Irish? So she puts on an Irish accent in the show. What? <laughs> that was my head blowing up. Who? The, what is she then? Uh, she's English. Oh, okay. Gee, she nails it. I know, right? Seen her in a few things, you know, just randomly before watching um, uh, Normal People. She was in that show with Andrew Garfield, um, Under the Banner of Heaven. And she yep. was also in a film that I went and saw um, recently um, where the Crawdaddy sing. And it's... That's amazing film. Um, and she's she's doing a bunch of accents. So, yeah, there you go. What a talented person. And Dude, she's it, an adult film. Fuck it all. I'm sorry to cut you off. Just fucking fucking fuck everything. Cast him as Dick Grayson and cast her as Barbara Gordon and just shut up. <laughs> hey, the internet, shut up. Just make that happen. Yeah. I seriously can't think of a better cast for... For, for Nightwing anymore. I, 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 I don't have any. Like, I know there's someone who plays him on television already in Titans and he does a fine job. He's an Australian kid too, no less. But, um, yeah, I... <sighs> my heart has been stole. I know. <laughs> so I love how you were like... I love how... Because I wasn't watching Sandman and you were like, I'm, I'm going to watch Normal People and, and you take me into watching Sandman because you're like, I'm watching Normal People so you need to watch Sandman. <laughs> It was a bit of a, 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 a like a, a deal that we had going, um, but that's okay. Um, so, Agents of Shield, normal people are eighteen times. Anything else? Have you been to the cinema? Oh, I did. I finished my midterm, and as soon as I finished my midterm, I sneaked out to the cinema and watched this film called The Invitation. Okay, I don't know that one. It's a, it's a horror film about. So I had no idea. I just checked the show timings, and I'm like, "Fuck it, I'll just go." Okay. And so I went in and it was like a horror film. That's all I knew. Yep. It was pretty good. It was the first time, like first time in a long while I went to the theater alone and watched a film that I had come, no idea about. I liked it. Okay. Well, that's good. That's awesome. Um, I go to the cinema all the time by myself. Uh, I know. Most of the time. Uh... So yeah, that's not unusual. And it's the invitation. I haven't heard of it at all. What? Who's in that one? Um, I wow. So they're not like oh shit, yeah. Uh, there's an actress from Game of Thrones in that that has the lead role, and that's all I know. Okay. Is it new like, or you, is it like it was an older film that you went to see? No, it's new. It's uh, it's on digital now, but it's. Uh, it's, it's a new release. Okay. All right. I will peep it. Um, anything else? Uh, no, not really. I've, I've been going back to Ben 10 a lot. Ben 10. Ben he's, Tennyson. Um, he's pretty yeah. great. Calls upon all sorts of monsters and never gets burned at the stake. That's witchcraft if it's anything. Um, yeah. I know they're aliens, aren't they? Maybe I'll shut up. <laughs> yeah, aliens. 
Queens. Oh shit! I've been watching House of Dragon and The Rings of Power also. Yeah, is the Rings show good? Like House of Power, you can't avoid. I'm not watching it myself, but you can't avoid it. it Rings of Power. I mean, I don't want to talk about the fucking controversy around it and people who are horrible pieces of shit. But um, I couldn't even read that thing you sent me, which was like, look at the comments, you know, in this post. I'm like, no, I don't want. I can't. I can't open the door to that kind of ignorance in my life. It's just what a waste of time. Um, but uh, is the show good? Are you enjoying it? Oh yeah, I uh, contrary to everyone who's on the fucking internet, I'm actually really enjoying it. That's awesome. Who is it? Like, like, I was. You gone? Sorry, is the controversy that people are racist pieces of shit, or is it that the, they don't like the show because the story's not good or something? There are parts where you can see some holes in the story, but also it's like it's only had like four episodes. Okay. Well, yeah. Give, give it a sec. Would you give it a sec? There's got to be this. And they, yeah, they, they dropped the first two episodes, and like I was watching the first episode, and like the first time I watched the first episode, I was in tears. I I couldn't remember anything because I because I never fucking thought I would watch like something out of the Tolkien universe again with characters that I know. I just I I I had to rewatch it again, and like. It's really amazing how, like, it feels familiar and it feels new at the same time. And, like, the show looks, it, it looks so amazing. It, it does it look really so good. amazing. Yeah. I've seen, like, of the trailers and, <clears throat> excuse me, things I've seen, it does look really good. I just, I haven't caught it yet. I'm kind of in a different different headspace at the moment as far as what I'm consuming media-wise. Oh, Yeah. And yes, uh, as of recording this, uh, She-Hulk has had six episodes, and I've enjoyed I've every off. single. I've dropped off. What's going on in there? It's uh, it's fun. It's not what you expect. It's not your typical superhero show. It's it's like a it's a corner of the MCU where everyone can hang out and like have a beer and just chill out. Sure, that's a good way to put it, I guess. Well, that's kind of what they were doing those first couple episodes, just getting fucking mashed on on Bruce's Island, no less. Yeah, uh, but the the recent episode, it's it's the wedding episode. It's called Jen only or just Jen. I couldn't, I could, I, I didn't like that one bit. No, okay. The wedding because episode. like, yeah, she Who's goes that? to a wedding. Oh, she, she goes, goes to, a wedding. to one. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why that is, is because, like, the episode before that, we had a tease for Daredevil. Yeah, right. And then, like, this is, like, the, the whole joke is that, like, she, because I love that, like, she fought wall breaks and everything. Mm-hmm. Which, this segment is going really long. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's fine. But, yeah. Um, so, she, like, she says that if you, if you, uh, think that this episode uh, comes in an inconvenient, inconvenient time in the season. It's because it, it's because it is. That's how endings are. Like, okay, sure, but <laughs> fair enough. Anyway, I mean, what they they they're hanging a lot on the comedy, and that's fine. It's at least it's they're trying something different. I guess I just I've been busy with other things, so I've kind of you know, been... yeah. I mean, the most that I can say about she is that if you. 
like it's it's something that if you don't watch you're not going to miss a lot it's also like a a chill out zone for a lot of fans who are like just fatigued and everything yeah i think i feel like that's that's a big part of it um yeah i i I've been going back to, like I said, going back to the well as far as stuff goes because I'm kind of, it's been a weird year for Hollywood, like, and and, and particularly um, this stuff, the, 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 the Marvel of it all, you know, not just Marvel, but all of it, DC, there's so much controversy and people have so many opinions and it's all, a lot of it's, I've watched a lot of stuff lately that, that kind of strikes me as, you know, more, what's the word? Um, I don't know. Things are, like reality is starting to crash in on what I'm, what I'm wanting to watch. And I don't even mean reality in terms of stories that are real. I, I rewatched uh, the Christopher Reeve Superman, the 1978 film um, uh, with my sister-in-law the other night in 4k because she'd never seen it. And fuck, man, it's like, it's a dude, it's it's light hitting objects and it's a dude on a thing and he's doing flying and it's all like all practical miniatures and all this kind of stuff. And it just, something about it is is speaking to me in a different way. And, and then I went and saw Fight Club. There was a legacy screening at the Cameo in Belgrave here, which is the cinema that I go to pretty regularly. It's either that or the Aster. And I saw, yeah, Fight Club again. And I'd never seen it in the big screen because I was, you know, too young when I was, you know, first watching it. And um, like when it first came out, rather. And just the the craft of it and, and the, the the attention to detail. Um, it's just something else. And I'm, I'm currently working on a screenplay that's very wordy. It's um, it's a Western and it's it kind of needs to have that what I call like the Deadwood version of what a Western is, which is dirty Shakespeare, basically. Everyone speaks quite eloquently, but, you know, the the it's rough what they're talking about and there's a lot of swear words in between stuff. But it's also based on, uh, not not um, not Deadwood, the thing that I'm working on, is based on uh, something that's like, a, 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 like an old text. Uh, so it's, I needed to have good dialogue in my ear. So I'm re-watching... Deadwood, uh, Mad Men, and Justified to just get that kind of feel, and and going back into that world as well, and then get, like trying to watch after watching like an entire season of Mad Men or Deadwood, and then trying to watch She Hulk, it's almost impossible. You can, there's no yeah yeah the disparity is too great, and yeah, so I'm kind of I'm a little bit, and I'm happy to see all these news. We'll, we'll bring it up in the nerd news. There's lots of cool stuff coming, but. I'm just, I'm looking backwards a little bit more, not to, you know, things that I've, well, yes, definitely to things that I've enjoyed in the past, older movies, older TV shows, you know, like I said, going back to the world, but also looking at stuff that I haven't seen of that time period. Like my favorite era for movies is, you know, late 60s to uh, late 70s, that little, that awesome little period where you had just a cavalcade of just some of the best movies ever made, the best performances, the best directors, the best screenwriters, like it's just... You know, really powerful stuff. And another thing that hit me was um, uh, the the TV remake of like modern remake of American Gigolo, um, which is a Paul Schrader film that had Richard Gere in it. it was like nineteen eighty four or something. They're doing that with John Bernthal at the moment, um, and that's two two episodes in, and I'm I'm right on board with that. So 
Yeah, just a few less big green people and a couple more real people for me. A couple more cowboys and uh, executives who, who drink too much. How the fuck the seventh season of Mad Men isn't all of them in an iron lung uh, or all of them... Like, I know, spoilers for the end of Mad Men, Betty gets cancer from smoking, but, you know, how they're not all, like, completely sick all the time. And can you imagine drinking, like, brown liquor, like, spirits in the middle of the fucking day? My God, I'd never get nothing done. Still a good show, though. Don't try and, like, quit drinking or smoking while you're watching it, though. It's It would be impossible. Um, but I don't do either of those things, so it doesn't matter. Um, just eat my sour gummy worms. Uh, so, that's what I'm watching. Shall we get into a bit of nerd news before we hit up Sandman? <clears throat> yeah, sure. Let's, let's hit some nerd news. It's nerd news. some interesting stuff um a lot of it is funnily enough after my my huge big rant there uh, a lot of it is um marvel and 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 comic movie based just because so much has come out um in such a short period of time um so we'll kind of hit things uh, a little quickly here uh one of the ones that um is is uh, i'm very excited about is that uh the punisher jessica jones and luke cage are all set to appear in uh, Daredevil Born Again, um, the the Disney reboot um, of... Soft reboot. Soft reboot. Um, I mean, we, we don't know anything until Daredevil shows up in Chiyok. Yeah, which is... You'll be in it for about five minutes. But look, I mean, I love all those actors. I love the characters, uh, Daredevil and Punisher in particular. Jessica Jones was such a great series. Um, Luke Cage uh, was really great as well. Like the first first season of that is stellar. I don't care what anyone says. Go back to it and, and you know treat yourself. Um, so yeah, that's 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 pretty exciting. But yeah, what form that takes, who knows? Um, going from again small screen to big screen, we've got Vondavision. You know the Vondavision. You know the Vondavision. Yeah. Yes, yes. Sorry, I'm just doing a German accent for no reason. I discovered a new accent. Do you want to hear it? Yes, let's go. Okay, cool. I went to I went to um I went to the ballet last night uh, because my wife Emily is a stage manager, and um so me and and my sister in law went to to the ballet. Very posh, like I was suited and booted and you know wearing nice stuff and everything. But it's not really my crowd. Let's put it that way. And there was a lot of people talking in talking like they had money in their mouth. Was basically it. And I discovered this guy who's kind of in between Marlon Brando and like a really posh British person. And you've got to jut your chin out all the way. So you've got to talk like this and you say, yes, we, we, we summer there. But then in the winter, we go to, to Cape Shank and it's lovely. And, you know, we just enjoy our time. We quilt and we've had every single dog the family's had since 1978 cremated, all catching a ball. You know, like something stupid like that. And then for some reason, this came up. We were just talking and uh, me and my sister-in-law and I was doing this stupid voice. 
I was like, yes, let's make sure we get into there quickly because I need to sit down and drink my champagne and eat my basket of hot prunes. Like, who eats hot prunes? In a basket, no less. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't say it. The fucking weird guy that lives in my head did. Anyway. So that's so 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 basically that's Stewie Griffin. A little bit. It's it's actually there's a character in Family Guy who's got a huge big underbite, like huge big jaw, and he's got a <laughs> but he doesn't talk. He's just like <laughs> and he can't actually enunciate very well. So it's kind of that. Anyway, it was good fun. But um, yeah, back to fuck. <laughs> Man, talk about a tangent. Back to WandaVision news. Well, it's not really WandaVision. Uh, the podcast, man. Yeah. I'm actually seriously debating changing that <laughs> the tangent. The tangent. Yeah. That's, I mean, tangents. The, I have to do a separate edit of all the stupid shit that we say when we're like, you're not talking about what we should be talking about. Um, yeah. Sorry. WandaVision director Max Shackman. Is it Shackman? It's how it's spelt. Yes. Will reportedly direct, but he has signed on to direct The Fantastic Four. And um, they're currently working on a script uh, and in the middle of casting as well. So congratulations, Matt. So it's good because WandaVision was a very well-directed show. So uh, this one interests me. I, I am so happy with that news. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. It's really good for him and it's it's good for the, the pedigree of the show and, um, sorry, of the movie, you know, he's proved himself doing a family drama. Um, that's what that show was. Like they've... They've done, they've done very well to get him to do that. Um, the Kang Dynasty. Looking at the Dynasty, the Kangs. Apparently, Toby Maguire is going to be in it. Who the fuck is that? Uh, it's it's been confirmed by a number of sources. Uh, they don't cite their sources, but then again, people on Instagram seldom do. He says, being yeah, um, yeah. Uh- the, the sources trust me, bro. Yeah, so trust me, mate. Oh, I'll 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 bring it in. I'll bring it in tomorrow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fucking cool. No worries. I don't know who's. Yeah, sure. Maybe he won't even play Spider Man. Maybe it'd be somebody else. It'd be Modok. He got a big head. I mean, <laughs> where did you get that from? <laughs> Modok has a big head. It's so- yeah, but Toby McGuire does it all. Okay. It does. It's all right. It suits him. It fits him. Yeah. Got a beautiful big millionaire head. Yeah, I thought you were saying Toby Maguire has a more dog head. I was like, what the fuck? Not, not entirely. <laughs> work, and that's you know, I love it. Yeah. Um, this one also interests me, uh, but not really for the reason that the story tells you, but for another reason. Sir Ben Kingsley will reportedly return as Trevor Slattery in the upcoming Wonder Man series. Um, which is supposed to be Wonder Man in the comics is like a is like a superhero celebrity movie star and stuff, um, and uh, I think you know it'll be good like satirizing Hollywood in the same way that She Hulk seems to be satirizing the legal profession. Um, but if you're going to do that, if you want to do Wonder Man, would you just fucking bite the bullet and cast Nathan Fillion already? Um, there's been talk. I needed I. I need him in anything Marvel. Just I, I just need him. He's been like he was an extra in um well not an extra, he was a featured extra in the Guardians films. 
Uh, and he was he had a bigger role in the second one, but he was cut for some reason. I I, I can't imagine why. There's obviously some story behind it. it. Was a long film, I guess. I don't know. But um, but yeah, just as a key role would be really good. He's like he's you know fifty something or close to fifty at least. But he's you know he's still in good shape. And you know I watched the rookie. He's still got great acting chops. Like make it happen. Twenty twenty year anniversary of Firefly this week too. I can't believe that got oh. less than one full season and the Kardashians are still on. <laughs> yeah, we we had an interesting conversation about that. Yeah, like what a what a what a remarkable injustice <laughs> in the world. Um anyway, uh moving on. Uh I don't know if you saw this came out today, an ultra violent deleted scene. Uh or deleted I saw scenes. that. Yeah, from uh one oh my God. attacking Kamataje has been released. It's just the stunt people. Um, going through what would have been the fight, and she's she literally uses a decapitated body, like an anim- and reanimates it to fight other dudes. Like I, I, I said it in the post, and I want to share it. Fifty percent better movie if they'd have left that in, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah, man. And I think because because I was listening to uh, I was listening to that episode of our show, and uh, yeah, it just. If if it had just to, if it like got the got the rating above PG thirteen, it would have been so much better because then you would have you would have been finally able to unleash Sam Raimi into doing the shit that he wants. Yeah, I mean if if DC can throw around R rated movies all the time and you know Peacemaker and all that stuff, and if the boys can be successful, I mean I I know Marvel is under the D- uh, Disney banner and they have to do that, but. Yeah, I don't know. Take a risk. I reckon they would be well rewarded for it. I don't know how they're going to manage doing Punisher at some point, but um, next, I'm 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 of two minds about this. Uh, Warner Brothers has greenlit a constant scene, a const a constant scene. They've it's a constant scene. Fuck, has greenlit a Constantine sequel. Starring Keanu Reeves and uh, uh, Francis, uh, yeah, Francis Lawrence uh, to return. Uh, it's a, it's a direct sequel from their film that they made in was it two thousand five or something like that. To older please, Constantine. Please let that not be true. Well, I mean, I don't mind. No, like I, I like, like the like first it. part. Yeah, I didn't not like it. I I kind of liked that movie, even though Constantine is. Like misrepresented to the to the like the origins of the character from the the Alan Moore something series, you know, British blonde dude who's who's you know this now written to, to, in today's terms this pansexual kind of uh, uh, dark uh, detective. And it's and it's wonderful. So I'm kind of I'm like, oh cool, that's great. I love Keanu. I kind of like that movie. I'd, I'd be interested to see what that version of the story is. But it also means that the show that. J.J. Abrams was developing is now defunct. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame. Um, that guy got a lot of money to do nothing. His yeah. ba- bad robot got... I, I can't even... I don't even remember the amount it was, but it was a lot of money to build, you know, stories within the DC universe. One of the things that we're going to do was a story about um, Val Zod, which is the... the um, the African-American Superman, well, he's Kryptonian, but, um, you know, uh, uh, he's the, like the president in an alternate, I think it's Earth 2, 
um, in the DC universe. And uh, yeah, they've, they've canned that as well. So that guy's just, take the money and run. Oh, the other thing I watched as well uh, was um, Stop Making Sense, the um, Talking Heads movie. Uh, it's like a concert movie directed by Jonathan Demme. I saw it at the cinema and now it's like one of my favorite pictures. I, I adore it. If you get a chance, it's free on YouTube. It's a 4K remaster as well. Stop making sense. It's one of the best concerts you'll ever watch. Even if you don't know the Talking Heads music, the pageantry is outrageous. Just going back to that thing. Um, and just quickly, this one I quite enjoyed. So everybody knows that Marvel was going bankrupt in the 90s and they were selling off their properties to conglomerates. That's how Sony ended up getting Spider-Man. Just so they could pay their rent so they can avoid chapter 52 or whatever the fuck it is. Chapter 16. Whatever chapter it is when you go bankrupt. And um, New Line Cinema owned the rights to Iron Man, right? And so when Marvel Studios or whatever the version of Marvel Studios was before they started this you know, run of stuff came to New Line to ask for Iron Man back because I think they still had... Um, uh, distributing distributing rights. Um, New Line said, "Yeah, sure you can," because they claimed they couldn't. They they didn't believe that you would be able to make a character that heavy fly. <laughs> and 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 I said that to someone the other day, and they're like like heavy, as in like a big like a big deal character, like a like a, a serious someone people know. And I'm like, no, heavy as in the weight of iron, the iron suit that he's wearing. I'm like. He's got fucking rocket packs. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Idiots. When when Man of Steel was getting made, the directors were pitching the whole story to the executive producers. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the fuckers at WB, who, who was listening to all of it, said, "We we can't destroy Superman's ship," and the writer said, "Why can't we?" Because the like. The thing was, like in Man of Steel, the the version that we didn't get to see was that uh, Kalel was going to use the pot that he came he came to Earth from, or came to Earth. He was going to use that pot to destroy the uh, what the fuck is it called uh, the the gravity machine? What the fuck is it called? The uh, um... the world ender. The world, yeah, the world engine, yeah, yeah, the terraforming. Yeah, thing. yep. He was gonna use, he was gonna use that to, to literally eradicate all Kryptonians on Earth, and it was gonna be this, uh, uh, it was gonna be this thing that the the thing that brought him to this planet is the thing that then saved this planet, and they were like, we we can't we can't do that, and the writer asked, why can't we do that, and the producer said. Well, if he destroys his pod, if he destroys his pod, how is he going to go back to Krypton? Oh, for fucking out loud! <laughs> <laughs> so enough of that um, that nerd news. Let's get into uh, let's get into the meat of the episode, the Sandman. I've got something to say first. Oh, okay, sure. Sorry. Uh, before we jump into that, uh, on the day of this recording, it's twenty third of. Uh, September. It is. And it's it's my best friend's birthday. Uh, so happy birthday, Leanne. This is for you. And uh, everyone go follow her on uh, Instagram. She's got a film account called Amateur Film and TV Critic. Oh, yeah. It's an amazing account. Yeah, she rules. 
So yeah, happy birthday. You're amazing and so amazing. Happy birthday to you. I'm serenade. I'll do like a yep. Marilyn Monroe. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Anyway, <laughs> enough of my Marilyn Monroe impressions again. Um, like I said, we're talking about the Sandman uh, from 2022. Long history of trying to get this thing to the screen. Um, there was even a version of it uh, that Neil Gaiman read in the in the 90s, I believe. And he said it was one of the worst things he'd ever read. And he didn't just mean a film script. He meant anything. Um, but uh, based on the comic book uh, created by Neil Gaiman in 1989. Um, and it ran uh, from 1989 uh, to 1993. And then switched from DC to the Vertigo imprint, which was the sort of more adult line imprint that Vertigo, uh, that uh, DC had. Uh, from 1993 till 2020. Um, Neil Gaiman didn't work on them the entire time. He, he only worked on them for a, a, a period. Um, but, you know, they, they do continue now. Um, the character was like made up whole cloth. It kind of came at the time when DC was, you know, obsessed with the British invasion. There's a really good uh, British invasion of comic book artists and writers. There's a really good documentary called Future Shock about how in the late 80s, early 90s, all of the publishing houses started to mine British talent for their their comic lines. And Vertigo was big, like started almost to, to facilitate that. You had people like Neil Gaiman, like Mark Miller, like Warren Ellis. Um, uh, uh, Warren Ellis? I think he's British, if he's not. Sorry, Warren. Um, and, and Grant Morrison, you know, and they came out of Vertigo. Grant did um, Animal Man and, and, and um, Doom Patrol um, and, and Neil, obviously, on Sandman. So it was a real a real switch of, of what was popular. Um, at, while at the same time, in you know, in, over at Marvel, artists like Jim Lee and um, uh, Rob Liefeld were doing that big Hex, big guns, big tit stuff that was really popular. Lots of patches, lots of popular as well. So it was these two very, very different versions of so much so that in in um, uh, Grant Mor- uh, Grant Morrison's run of um, Doom Patrol, he actually makes fun of that, and he would like invent all these teams. You know, every every one of the issues that the the Doom Patrol was fighting a new team of superheroes every minute, and they were all trademarked, and they all were drawn with no like really shitty little feet and stuff like Liefeld used to draw. And um, so it was kind of a there was a, the combat of like actual literature versions of comics, and then this popcorn shit that was that's still quite popular today. I finished that. I finished that set. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it is a really great book. Um, I've, I've, I've read it. There was all sorts of, um, I've read them cover to cover. I, I, I started um, reading them in high school. A friend of mine gave them to me then. Um, and she was, she was, you know, big into mysticism or witchcraft and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it was, um, yeah, it really changed the way that I saw. Like it was the first time I'd read something, a comic book that actually felt like literature, like I said. Um, and I, I do recommend you go and pick them up. Uh, there was versions of this, whatever this show ended up being, 
for years. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Lovett was attached at one point and, you know, they were going to do it as a movie. It works as a series so much better and there's a bunch of reasons why, but but let's get into it. I want to I want to hear what you how you feel about it, Addy, because this is you're not exactly the target audience for this. Oh, okay, cool. He is okay. Addy has just put in the in the meeting notes. Warren Ellis is indeed British, and he talks like this. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> There's a really good documentary about him called Captured Ghosts, which is on um, YouTube. Completely <clears throat> free to watch. He's a really interesting dude. Anyway, tell me about, I'm having a Sour Patch Kid, but tell me about Sandman for you, because like I said, you're not exactly the audience for this. Yeah, I was kind of, like, I watched the trailer. I was like, it's a bit, like, I, I had no idea this was a comic character, like, at all. Like, I watched the first trailer, and then I, like, I usually go to bookshops to, you know, stare at comics that I can't buy because they're fucking expensive. I saw I saw this I saw this collection and like every comic that like it was in the collection, they all like came up and said like Sandman like on the side. I was like, ooh, that's that's kind of cool. And then I picked it up and I, I saw the price. I was like, I can't buy that even if I sell myself. <laughs> <laughs> I need to eat this week for God's sake. I have that exact <laughs> box set sitting right there behind me in my in my office. Um, because. <laughs> I bought it years ago, but um, yeah, they're not cheap. Uh, so you haven't read any of the books, but you know, you, you kind of, like you were saying before, you kind of only really watched this because I asked you to, well, I didn't ask you to, but I suggested that you do it because I think it's really good. But you, you did. With a real appreciation. I, and yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that because um, there's one episode that I've rewatched about five times. I watched the whole show, the, at least the 10 episodes. I've not watched the animated one. Because you told me that's, you told me that's not connected. Because we were preparing for this, and you said that's not connected. I'm oh, like, okay. okay, sure. It's not, but it, you know, it enriches the experience definitely. But it doesn't Maybe like watch it. the story or anything. It doesn't doesn't you know yeah. make the story that's already there richer or anything. Sure. But uh, yeah, so I I started watching it and. I was hooked, man. It's a, and like, if you, if you know, if you follow me, you know that like, I'm huge into fantasy, like any kind of fantasy, fucking dragons and like, dragons having sex, I'll fucking watch it. <laughs> you can find that on DeviantArt like that. You could do it. You could absolutely do it. It's like, I'm not kidding. I From Bo Burnham, the welcome to the internet. How he says, you know, we've got a bunch of, Coloured pencil drawings of all the different characters from Harry Potter fucking each other. Welcome to the internet. Because they do. Like, dude, I'm not kidding. Like, I, I sent you a text today saying, help me, because I think I fell in love with the dragon just by looking at an eye. <laughs> Dragons are beautiful creatures. They're fake, they are, right? They're beautiful creatures. <laughs> I mean, we don't know if they're fake or not. I'm pretty sure they're I'm not fake. sure we oh. do. <laughs> they're not fake. We just don't deserve them, right? That's true. Yeah, we don't deserve dinosaurs either, but they're kicking around um, in bird form. Yeah, oh, science. So tasty bird forms. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch! That is cold. I did that on with your popcorn chicken. I'm gonna tell you. God damn, damn Addy and his nuggies. Um, so tell <laughs> no. me, you know, 
the, the basic story for, for yeah. anybody who hasn't seen it and and I we're not we're going to try and not spoil it too much anyway um the there is a gentleman who who like tries to uh call on death he tries to invoke death and capture death um and uh, uh in by mistake of magic he accidentally captures another god dream uh, or morbius the the god of the god of dreams um and uh, he is imprisoned for morpheus not morbius i said morbius didn't i sorry jesus fucking yeah. jared leto's ears just pricked up <laughs> he's like someone's talking about me why did he sound like that that's weird sound like drake anyway uh yeah he, he gets morpheus morpheus gets uh, uh captured and, and held prisoner for over 100 years and when he breaks out he has to go and find his he has to rebuild his things. kingdom and he has to find his, his things, which is his helm, his helmet, the sand that he uses to, you know, make his magic. And he has to go on, you know, on this sort of quest, you know, this road trip to go and find all these things. And then there's also a, like a, a, a overarching subplot um, that becomes more important towards the end uh, with the Corinthian, who was a creation. He was a nightmare uh, created by Dream. Um, and uh, yeah, fantastic. Uh, play, played by um, Boyd Holbrook. Yep. Really interesting because I've I haven't seen him like this. Um I've Really? Never... You've not seen Logan? No, I have, but I haven't seen him like this. Like this is Oh yeah. This is this is um, this is very deep. Yeah. And the the <laughs> the character design and like we were talking about before um you know about kind of the the computer generated nature of everything that comes out you know it's almost i was talking to an animator just a couple of days ago about some stuff that we're going to be doing um early next year and i'm like i just want to shoot a plate and i want you to be able to put stuff in it and i don't want to tell you what to do and i want to shoot it real so that you can then i don't want a blue screen i want to do it in in environment can you do that can you track animate and he's like yeah i would love to i want it to be integrated because it's so easy people just pull the trigger on cg now as a, a knee-jerk reaction like we'll fix it in post is the typical phrase so a lot of it's kind of everything that can be done has been done in a lot of ways and the the thing that i really like about sandman is that it it is there it has to be because it's it's such a huge idea they're literally building worlds but it's so integrated into the story and into also the cinematography, the set design, you know, the the the, comp- the composition, um, and and everybody's kind of it, it, it lives. It actually has it has vibrancy as opposed to just there were places where I couldn't tell what was what. Is that a lighting effect or is that a, some sort of CG? It's usually the marrying of the two. Um, so yeah, it really spoke to me in that respect. But yeah, sorry, I, I kind of cut you off. How Absolutely do you feel not. about it? How do you feel about it? <clears throat> it's it's weird because I, I didn't go in with like any previous uh, knowledge or like any sort of expectation. I just fired it up. And uh, yeah, like it feels more of like a, a comic to me than like a show or anything. Because like it, it has about, it has a collective of about four stories in those 10 episodes itself. Yeah. And it's, I don't want to jump to it, but I'm, I'm really, anyway, yeah. It was, uh, it, it's a, the thing that I took, took from it most is that it's a very different kind of fantasy. 
Yeah. It's not it's not your Game of Thrones, it's not your Lord of the Rings. It's uh, it's fantasy that treats you like an adult. Yeah. It's it's not it's not all like roses and fucking love and all that. It's it's dark and deep and sometimes depressing. It shows the dark sides of these these ideas that we live off of. And um, I love that. I love that. Just the opening, like the introduction, is is dream speaking that why he exists and like how sleep brings uh, brings humans to his realm. And I I love that concept. Mm. I just it's it's something that's like so it's so like fuck right. <laughs> we, we yeah it's right. it's hard to, it is hard to articulate it's it's the, the word that you're looking for in terms of what it is is it's gothic fantasy yeah yeah, yeah you're right like like the crow or anything with a vampire in it except twilight yeah that's that's not that's not anything i can sparkle fucks <laughs> But it doesn't. Um, it doesn't play to. It does, I mean, it's not. There's a lot of. There's a bit of swearing in it, which I could do without, honestly. Which is a lot of cheat coming from me, honest. But that's fine. I just. It, it feels out of place. I don't. I don't remember the comic being that potty mouthed. But you know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But it's not playing it, for. It's playing for yeah. an adult audience. This isn't targeted at teenagers or or children. Um, absolutely not. It's yeah, absolutely. For people who understand the concept of life and death. Uh, yeah, very much so. And um, we as human beings, we try to give reason to literally everything we say. Because all of us, if even if you believe it or not, are just fucking control freaks. Mm. And we we try our best to be in control of everything that we're doing and everything that's happening around us. And that's that's absolutely why the endless exists. Because we, because because we as humans, we can't just sit down and just let things happen. We need to have a reason to do things, and and just like that, just like Death says in episode eight, they exist because of us. Because because we need to have dreams. We need to have nightmares to appreciate the, the dreams, and we need to have dreams to appreciate the things that. That we don't usually appreciate. It's also and, a way that you're sorry, cut you off, go ahead. No, no, it's just like oh, I was gonna repeat myself again. Well don't. Um <coughs> dreams are like a way that be the way for your mind to process conflicts that it doesn't during waking hours. Things that you can't deal with. It's why you dream about certain things when you're worried about certain things. You know, if you're worried about money, you dream about your fucking teeth falling out or something. There's correlations between the way the human mind processes actual trauma and, you know, just day-to-day stuff as well that, um, you know, the, the, the subconscious part of the brain does very, very efficiently. And you can't do that without dreaming. Um, I remember when, when I quit smoking weed years ago, I, I noticed that I started dreaming again. Like the weed would knock me out, that I wouldn't be in that waking place because you usually only remember the last little bit of your dream because it's when you're starting to wake up is when you can recall them with accuracy. And and 
nothing against smoking weed, but when you do do that, you lose that. You know, there's 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 part of it that gets lost. Um, a lot of people have said it to me, but noticing that those dreams coming back and being able to process the kind of stuff, it did. I felt a bit lighter waking up in the morning. That's for sure. I probably didn't have a stone hangover too, but um, yeah, it does, and it speaks to that a lot because um, the 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 actor Tom Sturgeon is that his name? Yep. Fantastic. Just so. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. He's so still and menacing, but also sweet and heartbroken. And they've done some wonderful work when, I don't know how they did it, but I've been reading Sandman comics, like I said, since I was about 17. And as soon as he opened his fucking mouth, I'm like, that's, that's the sound. Because in the comics, the word balloons for, for Dream are black with white text inside, then they're kind of got a white outline. So they're different yeah. than everybody else's word bubbles. And it, you, I don't know ha, ha, why, but it sounds deeper. I, I, I defy you. I was talking to another friend of mine, um, Laurie, who's a, who's a, a, like a novelist. And we were talking about it when you read something and who do you, whose head do you have, who are you, who are you hearing when you read something? And we talked about Sam and I said, I've been hearing this guy for fucking the better part of 20 years. And she was, she felt exactly the same way. So, and he he lends like his level of of understanding of this character lends itself to bring you in like yourself who maybe wouldn't is more familiar with fantasy in the traditional sense into this and and he's a really good um he's a really good hero to follow even though he's not always the hero yeah and that's like that's something that I also figured out about myself. That like the more I grow up, the more I'm, I'm more interested into traditional heroes. Like I, I want characters like Morpheus to exist because that's because that's the kind of characters that I, I can kind of relate with, and it's it's definitely not for everyone. No, but if if you if you stick with it, like the first five episodes are like. They're amazing moments and then they're horrifying moments and it goes both ways. But if we stick with it, like it's, it's something, and I hate to say that this, it's so amazing, but people are not fucking talking about this. Yeah. We, we chat about that on the, um, on the Comic-Con episode. I felt like there's a lot of stuff out there getting a lot of attention. For instance, all these people fucking the Flash movie and whatever's going on with DC and who's not doing this and who's what doing that. Would everyone like if just if they stop paying attention to that for five minutes and watch Sandman, you'd realize that, you know, there's there's something at the bottom of the barrel here that that people are, are missing, um, which is a real shame because it does and it's great. It's got this two kind of, it's it's got like a three act structure the entire entirety of the show, um, and each episode within it as well. But it also has two halves separated definitively by um uh what's it what's the sixth episode called on her wings or something the sound of her wings yeah which is where uh um morpheus has uh i won't i won't say what he's done but in episode five he 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 has a triumph but he's he's despondent he's depressed he he's sort of um thinking about all the time that he lost 
and he's sitting in a park feeding pigeons. Now, this the the the, the arc of the entirety of the series pulls like a cherry picks all the best stuff from all the best uh, 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 parts of the novel uh, the um, graphic novels because it's all over the place. There's no it doesn't do a through line. Sort of starts the way it starts, and then just you know the Corinthian comes in, and this happens, and then you have got that episode, uh, it, which is all set in the diner, um, which is episode five. Yeah, remarkable piece of um, storytelling. It's it's called twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 great, and it's basically what happens is the our villain enchants a bunch of people in this diner, and they start kind of living out their fantasies over and over and over again and as they get further and further down the cycle of what's normal human behavior they start fucking eating each other not literally but it's there's some grotesquities absolutely but it's you know it, it, it has it has a has a point to make and all he does is he takes away lies that's what he does yeah yeah, it's fantastic. And David Thewlis, like who plays John D. I had I had no fucking idea he was gonna show up. It's the very man. I, I it's like my jaw drops. Like, no, there's no like. I was like, holy shit! I'm I'm a Harry Potter fan. I know him from that. But like, oh man, he was like, I I genuinely felt for him, man. It's a, he's and, a very tragic character, um, because he's been. It is and been abused his whole life and meant mentally like, yeah sorry but no, like uh what like when you're saying that he's a bit depressed i think like when wife is a bit depressed i think he's depressed the whole show like he's the he's the one sibling that hasn't grown up like he he's stuck he's stuck in that teenage kind of kind of phase it's weird because i'm saying that that's all right. You're you're a wise young, but you you are wise beyond your years, sir. You have an old soul. In like the guy at the tavern in eighteen eighty nine. Oh, that man. guy. That's that's the same episode, isn't it? That's the. It's episode. the same episode, yeah. and it's such a switch. Yeah. There's an episode, um, because I don't know if you watched it or not, folks. This same episode in which, um, a uh, uh, dream is is sitting in the park feeding pigeons and his sister comes along death played by a wonderful actress whose name i don't know i'm sorry i, I should have done more research but here we are um she's she's wonderfully beautifully cast and they she kind of takes him she says stop being a fucking sad sack and come with me and you'll you know let's find some meaning here and she's getting about and doing her job as death which is taking people to the other side but in between this is is a flashback story to um Morpheus meeting a man in a tavern in what is it, the fourteen hundreds or something like that, and he—I I can't remember the exact date—but he um, he overhears a conversation this person's having about wanting to be immortal, wanting to never die. There's just so much to do, and he's like, "I'm going to give you immortality, and I'm going to meet you here every hundred years, and we're going to fucking talk about it, and you're going to get sick of it. I'm, I guarantee you." Kirby, how? Ooh. Baptiste. That's such a baller ass fucking name. Baptiste. That's the coolest shit. Yeah, Kirby Howe Baptiste. Oh man. Anyway, she's really good. But so the 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 um B story of this episode is Dream going back to this same tavern and meeting this guy again and again. And he just loves it. He loves being immortal. 
just he can't get enough sometimes years. he's destitute sometimes he's super rich sometimes he's got everything sometimes he's got nothing but he's like i fucking love life i just i wouldn't trade it for the world and he teaches and the end of the episode dream goes back and sees him again you know in in, in modern times and he teaches uh morpheus so much about what the things that he thought he'd lost which is time more than anything It's it's amazing because like he they meet every hundred years and he he doesn't meet him in 1988 he, he doesn't dream doesn't meet him in 1989 because uh, he pissed him off in in 1889 yeah that's right that'd be like and, uh, <laughs> that's like me not doing the show for a month like no not having it but um. Yeah, and also for a portion of that time, he was also in, in like entombed in yeah. this fucking thing. Um, you know, the, like not a portion of time; it was a good century, a good chunk of it, a good chunk of time. But um, it was literally hundred years. Yeah, it was. Uh, was it more than a hundred years? I thought. No, it, it was literally a hundred years. A hundred years. That's on the button. There you go. Yeah. So that's, and and you'll get that the 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 episodes are. They're building a story that will, you know, move forward and, and, and hopefully go to a season two. It hasn't been picked up or anything. I'm nervous. It has. It has. It's been picked up for a second season? I'm pretty sure there is a second season. Well, fucking hallelujah. Because there's so much story here. There's so much to tell and, and, and it's just wonderful. And, you know, we haven't even scratched the surface of Lucifer. Um, played wonderfully by the big tall woman oh. from Game of Thrones. What's her name? Um, yeah, sorry. I'll be cast this open. Yeah, just leave that open. We can talk about them. Um, yeah, she, uh, she played uh, Brienne of Tarth in uh, Game, Game of Thrones. Yeah. The uh, Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. Spoiler alert. Well, there you go. You don't know her name, but she knows you're like, okay, her name is Gwendolyn Christie. Uh, and then yep. you have, um, uh, they did a, a gender swap of um, John Constantine. It's Joanna Constantine. She was great. Yep. And and that character, I don't whether it's a woman or a man, is I don't give a shit. It's one of my favorite characters. Um I love Desire? Uh oh, okay, 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 yeah. Yeah, Constantine. Yeah, I got you, I got you, yeah. And there's a lot to do there as well. Um, you know, you could bring Swamp Thing in, you fucking absolutely could. Um, yeah, Desire, who's who played by a, a wonderful actor. Um, I think they're they're uh uh uh, I, I don't want to. I think there are they. Is I don't want to say yeah. he or she. Yeah. Um, just uh, Mason Alexander Park. Yeah. They play uh, Desire. The, the God Incredibly. Desire. Yeah. Just so much, and and it doesn't come off that thing that we've talked about before, where where like um, villains are overly sexualized or glib or really cute or funny. Like they just have this this wonderful way of being this wonderful presence on screen that makes you uncomfortable um uh because they do not have dream's best interests at heart um and and yeah. you really didn't get much of that character i know that she was manipulating oh, corinthian man. into place um to kind of you know wanting to usurp uh, uh, Morpheus's power, basically, but you, there's there's a lot that could be done there. So I really do hope we get a season two. Yeah, I do. I love. Uh, was it was Joanna Constantine? Yeah. 
I do. I loved her. I loved her as Constantine. Like, is that okay to say that I loved her as Constantine? Yeah, I, like I said before, I, I don't care what you do with that character. You could change their race or their sex or their creed or well, their the character isn't traditionally religious, was religious, but across a lot of religions because he knows or they know that there's a lot of fucking different shit out there and, and just the character of this this gruff supernatural detective. Give it to me, give it to me. I love it all. I have it all. Um, you know, that was the first few seasons of Supernatural was these two teenagers, you know, all these two kids, 20 somethings or whatever they were at the time. Jensen Eccles was probably 42 or whatever, but, um, (laughs) sleeps in milk or something. That guy, he's just, he's completely blemishless. But, um, yeah, it was just these two guys going out and solving supernatural crimes. It might be time for a supernatural rewatch, you know? Um, but yeah, great, great character. And, and yeah, she's, she was wonderful. Really great actress. Oh yeah, and and her episodes especially because she knows where the sand is. It's yeah. it's when he's trying to find his thing and like that episode. The fucking beach. <laughs> yeah, like I saw I saw this interview with Neil Gaiman and uh, he said that yeah there are a lot of dark things in this series, but there are also very beautiful things in this series and like he says if you stick if you if you have the courage to stick up through. Or like till episode five, episode six is a is a reward for you sticking around. <laughs> and it, it it is it's like the heaviness of every episode five, which is the diner uh, episode, contrast with uh, episode six, which is the episode of death. Yeah, it's it is amazing. And I I love that episode because like I I watched that episode and I. I I couldn't stop thinking about it for like a week. And I think I texted you saying death is amazing. Yeah. Such a great use of that character. Um, I don't know what the possibility of have because I mean, if they want to stay original and fresh, you could start veering away from the source material as well and tell new stories, which would be interesting. Like the, like the supplementary stuff in the, the, the secret 11th episode that dropped like after the, the week after the series dropped, um, you know, do stories that are disconnected from what's already been there. And you could bring Death back in and give her her own adventures. Fuck, give her her own show. Like I, I would take a universe of this stuff. Like I, 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 this is this is right up my alley. My alley that yeah. is currently filled with demons. crime shows, <laughs> Myst- mystical people and stuff like that. And yeah, it's not crime shows, westerns. Thank you very much. What? Well, yeah, sorry. No, it's fine. Um, yeah, it's it's really wonderful. Um, it's a really wonderful show. It's 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 doing things that not no one else is doing. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that's a, a that's a new step into fantasy, mm. and I hope I really really hope that more people watch this because, like, if you don't like fantasy, right? if you don't like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, or like Game of Thrones, this is something that you might like. It's like the boys' version of. Uh, it's the it's it's the same stories with the it's, fuck. <laughs> I can I can feel what you're trying to get out. It is this is this is in the way that the boys is a balm to the saturation of of superhero content that we currently have in mass media. Sandman is a balm to the fantasy stuff. 
Um, you know, the dragon in this show is a beautiful, you know, loving puppy dog of a creature who dreams. That's a gargoyle, by the way. What's that? Gargoyle, sorry. Whatever. Yes. Fucking, what a giant lizard you can get fucked. Um, you know, is, uh, uh, is the characters of Cain and Abel have this pet gargoyle and Dream has to go there and 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 kill it, basically. He has to go and take it because he created this gargoyle. It was one of his dreams. And he said, I, I need the power back in order to be able to find what I need to find across the the multitude of infinite time and space and, in, and dimensions and going to hell and all this stuff. The great episode in hell where there's have a, a like a bargain um, with the devil and they have like a a challenge of each other like a challenge of wits, but yeah, they, he has to kill this this beautiful gargoyle um, and uh, who's just a sweetheart and then they 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 birth a new one, Goldie, this little tiny little cute gargoyle thing and that's anti House of Dragons and also yeah it doesn't and not that I have a problem with. House of the Dragon. I assume it's got a lot of sex in it. I don't know. I know that Game of Thrones had quite a few boobies and bits and pieces going on. God bless. Yeah, you. not really. Not not so much. Yeah. Whatever you know. Which which I kind of find good because it's it's based on Targaryens and like yeah, like they don't have sex. Uh, no, like Targaryens have sex with literally everyone. No, oh. like like es- like especially their siblings. Oh, to Richard. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so that you're not having a lot of sex is 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 a relief, right? For me. Okay. Yeah. There's not a lot of not a lot of people having sex with their siblings in Sandman. I'll say that much. Um, but yeah, it is. It, it's the anti. It's the anti fantasy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And I I love like at the end of the at at the end of episode ten. There's a room that Dream goes in, and it has like different frames of of things that he can hold and and call his siblings from, and he calls Desire because he because he figures out something. I'm not gonna spoil. Mm. And Desire is inside the heart, like it's it's a heart that he holds, and then Desire comes. Out. It's, it was it was so amazing to see, like because yeah, Desire is the deepest in the heart. So it's it it's littered with. If you're the kind of person who likes substance and 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 theme and metaphor in in your storytelling this this show is absolutely for you you could go through each episode and pick out frames of the thing that are saying more than any, the words ever will um yeah it's 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 beautifully subtle in that respect i think both me and addy highly recommend the sandman uh we'll leave it there we won't we won't go into any more details uh about the actual story because we want you to go and enjoy it and if you did enjoy it then hey, go and enjoy it again. Fuck everybody. It's one of the best things on. But we we do want to just hit on a couple of things. Addy, favorite moments and favorite characters. You want to do like what top three, top eleven? Like what do you want to do? Yeah, let's do uh, let's do top three or top four. What do you pick? Cool. What well, do you three, pick? Three's three's a prime number, I think. So let's go with three. Yeah, let's go with three. All right. Uh, so you we start call. from three to one. Call. Am I? They're calling me. They're calling me. Huh? You probably can't hear it. It's vibrating on your desk. Addy phone jokes. Um, don't know what the fuck. All right. Well, you you want to go? You want to go sip 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 again? Yes. Let's do this. Okay. Cool. So, what's uh, moments? Best moments? Uh, let's start with characters first. So let's go three to one. 
Okay. And then we go moment. Okay. You okay. You, you, you the first. No, you first. Okay. Um, character number three, favorite character number three is probably Abel um, because he's so sweet. He just, he loves his brother so much, but knows that he is destined to be murdered over and over and over again. And yet he's so hopeful um, and uh, he loved that dragon. I just, I just think he's a very sweet, warm character in in what is a very dark show. True. I'm a big True. fan of hope. Oh, we big, we like the biggest fans of Superman. Of course, he's a big fan of hope. Exactly, I love hope. Oh, uh, by the time this comes out, uh, I'm working. You can cut this part out. I just want to tell you, I'm working on a, I'm working on a why Superman matters post. So awesome. that's a, that's a heavy one. That's that's basically the the um the story that Lois Lane writes in Superman Returns. At the end of it, why the world needs Superman. I've not seen that. You haven't seen Superman Returns. The one with uh, Brandon Routh. The one, yeah, I've seen that one. I don't remember it. Peep it again. It's 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 worth your time. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what's your what's your number th- your, your number three character? It's hard, man, but um, yeah. It's not really a character. Like, you're going to fucking laugh at me when I say that. Why? <laughs> when I say one of the characters. Um, is, it, is it that? Uh, my favorite, uh, my third favorite character in the whole show is Matthew the Raven. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good call. I'd forgotten about him. Fantastically voiced by Patton Oswalt. Oh man, I heard that voice and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird pull, honestly. Like it's a weird, he, do, he do, doesn't seem to fit the material. Yes, because he's, he's a comic fan, but his voice doesn't seem to fit, you know, an enchanted raven. <laughs> you don't think Pat Oswald straight away anyway, but maybe it's just me. Uh, yeah, and like, I watched that and then like I went and watched that clip of him where he like he tells the opening of like a, a Star Wars film that he was pitching in Parks and Rec. And I watched that scene and then I watched it behind the scenes and he goes on for like ten fucking minutes. It's yeah. all improvised. It's a proper filibuster. Yeah, that's a great. <laughs> He's talking about how you get the Star Wars in the cinema, the DC, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's fantastic. Yeah, um, I was like, what? So okay, yeah. so uh, character number two. Um, my favorite character number two, uh, is probably the Corinthian because he's the opposite of, of, of hope. Um, but he's so like, as far as nightmares go, a guy who has teeth for eyes is, is pretty good. And it's, and it's, it's also, he, he kind of, it's not his fault. He was created to be a horror. For people he was created for terror weaponized for terror um and it's yeah everybody has a lot of layers in this where, where they don't necessarily don't need to because um they don't necessarily need to because they're villains but he just there's something about him that just really speaks to me there is a there's a sadness there um behind all the malevolence so yeah i think i think corinthian does it for me yeah um, also, this list uh, does not include Morpheus, right? 
No. Because he's the main character. Yeah. Way too easy. Yeah, way too easy. Um, although he's not my favorite anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Um, my number two is kind of a, is, is a tie between three people, actually. Okay. So, yeah, uh, number two is Corinthian. Corinthian. Uh, there. Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> I'll move around for you. Yeah. Uh, dude, we need to do a compilation every time you just, you just like, straight up just, you just freeze, man. I'll do it for our one year anniversary. I'll do like a video of all the stupid shit that we've done. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Quentin. Um, Joanna Constantine, because mm. fucking hell. And Desire. We got like collective five minutes of Desire and it was it was amazing. I want more. Yeah, I, I I completely agree with that. Um, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise myself a little bit. Um, it would be really easy to say my favorite character is is Death because I like characters who are sage to the hero, um, but and are also completely understand themselves and, 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 and her place in things and she's at peace with it, which is a great person, is a great thing to be for anybody to be at peace with yourself. Bruce Lee said it best, best. you know, you can you can turn your body into the peak of physical perfection, you know, to understand uh, how that works, but to understand yourself, to understand the mind, that's a, that's a, a larger battle and she does understand that. So I think she would probably be my number one, but... I really like, I can't remember the character's name, who who death, you know, meets every hundred years. Do you remember the character's name? Oh, that's that's bad because I, I watched the fucking episode last night. Yeah, look that up for me. But um, It's called Hobber Gadland. Hobber Gadland. No. It's H-O-B. Hob Gadland. What is it? Yeah, Hob Gadland. Hob Gadland. Is he first Hob? Yes. His first name's Hob. Yes. Okay. So Hob, Gobby. Um, don't just say Gobby on camera, Regan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I like him because I relate to that. You know, I, I'd i love to be immortal. Yeah, I, I understand that you would get tired of it and you would see all the people who you care about perish, but I want to see how it ends, you know? So yeah, that tied with death for my favorite character. How about you? What's your favorite character? Drum roll, please. You're gonna hate me for this, but um, yeah, Jordy hate me. That's this is not a problem. <laughs> what? Under what circumstances that come up? Never true. Oh no way. Uh, yeah, my my favorite character is death. I knew the moment I saw her, she, I was like, yeah, that's my favorite character. Of course. Yeah. And so beautifully played um, by a woman whose last name is Hal <laughs> Baptiste. Fuck, I'm going to write a spy novel with that name in it. Christ. Um, yeah. yeah. Wonderful, wonderful character. So what? let's go through our moments, our three favorite moments of the series. Um, yeah. You have to go no, first. Sir. 
Why? Because I went first the last time, smarty pants. <laughs> I'm the smart one here. How are you the smart one? Because <laughs> that's just a fact, pal. Um, I am three or four chromosomes short of being a grapefruit over here. Okay, well, I have like two and a half brain cells. Two and a half men. <laughs> so what? No. I always like that family guy gag where it's literally a man, like it's two guys and a man who's been cut in half. It always made me laugh. Just cut them back to two and a half men and it's just this guy screaming because he doesn't have legs. <laughs> so funny. Anyway, all right, do, oh, I will okay. go first then. Um, number three is is probably nostalgic reasons more than anything. The image of um, death being released from bondage and opening up the portal and his sort of hands fly back. You'll find it, you know, if you look online as he sort of gets drawn towards the light. That was such a, a striking image in the books that I never forgot. Like it was always crystal clear in my mind, you know, the same as in um, uh, Dark Knight Rises when he turns up in the, uh, sorry, um, Dark Knight Returns um, when he turns up in the the armor to fight Superman. Like it was, it was etched in my brain and to see it, you know. Batman v Superman? Yeah, at the end of Dark Knight Returns, the comic book. Um, oh, okay. They did Sorry. a little bit, you know, from the movie, obviously, uh, for the from the comic before the movie, but uh, but yeah, that is an image just always stuck out. What's your number three? Is is really weird, but my number three is the uh, Joanna Constantine episode where like she's she's doing the exorcism in the church, and like oh yeah. The, the bride is the one who's supposed to be possessed, but it's the husband and like the demon crawls out of the fucking mouth of, of the human decoy. I was like, I was sitting like this because like that episode, like a lot of shit goes down after that episode. And I was not prepared for a fucking hand to show up out of the fucking mouth. Why would you? I was just not prepared. <laughs> that doesn't normally happen. So, um, yeah, that's, that's very cool. That's very cool. That whole episode is awesome. Um, my number two is the, mm, hang on. Oh, that's tough now. I know, right? I really hope our one and two don't like match. Yeah. I think it's probably the end of the death episode where she's the, the guy tries to um, like hit on her, the soccer player, and then they hear me a too. And he's like, "Oh, what was that?" And she goes, "Come with me, you know, I've got to, I've got to show you something." And you know, because you've been through the episode with her, yeah, what it is. Um, just really good storytelling, just really good setting up and pay, pay, pay off, and uh, sorry, delivery and payoff, you know, of, of of a theme is is really really strong. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I saw it in like a. Uh, an Easter egg breakdown video or something because I watch those. Yeah. Why not? Well, we're like, uh, yeah. The interesting part is that whole episode, uh, she never addresses herself as death. She doesn't address herself as anything mm. except that she's Dream's sister. Yeah. Uh, and like she's, she's wearing, she, a lot. yeah, uh, she was, she's wearing a locket that, that has a symbol on it. Mm. And it's a, sim- it's a symbol of life, I think. Yeah. I just 
very very indicative of the character and has been for as long as it's been around yeah i just found that very interesting that's not my number two though okay what's your number two all right this is this is spoilers here a bit um my number two is uh dreams judgment of uh serial killers What one's, what what's that? Dream's judgment of the serial killers, where he's finally able to uh, find the Corinthian Corinthian. Oh, and, right. Yep. Yep. Because because we've skipped that whole part out because it's so important. <laughs> we we haven't talked about that. Yeah. But we, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's uh uh, yeah, I kind of left that because it's that's pretty big in the the whole plot of the thing but yeah not not giving away too much yeah that's a pretty that whole back two episodes supremely good yeah um like where he says uh so this is so this is my judgment to you mm. that you from now shall remember what you have done yeah and oh. it's <sighs> so good and the guy it's so emo man like, I'm, I'm... it's so emo <laughs> <laughs> dude it's fucking it's fucking here like my dude and it's it's something that like i don't i don't laugh that much in like fantasy shit but like when when in episode six he's sitting on the bench when that shows up for the first time and she's like you know how stupid you are because your little game is finished and you don't have the ball to find a new one and he's like what i'm just feeding the birds i'm like a bit emo a bit emo yeah let's be honest but oh well um yeah number one number one number one for me is um the gregory's death the the gargoyle i knew i knew nothing about this character all i knew maybe it's the softy in me maybe it's because i lost a pet this year i just felt like the sacrifice of of Gregory and his willingness to do so to help his creator, um, it you know it made me tear up. You know, it's it's. Yeah. What else can you ask from from your your where you find your your fiction than to be moved? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it makes it's even more heartbreaking because he knows that he has to do it and he mm-hmm. does it willingly, and uh, yeah. And just how Kane reacts to it as well is just uh, yeah. sorry Abel reacts to it. Um, yeah, it's that's a really that had me like a as good as the first episode was, and 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 sort of was a really good representation of the the, the first arc of the book. Um, yeah, seeing that happen was was special. Yeah. And your number one, a drum roll. I I really want to say some gifts for you there up in my bum. It's <laughs> a great Family Guy gig. Oh fuck! Oh, it's a Family Guy What? Family Guy That was my very bad Peter Griffin. Sorry, keep going. You... No, it wasn't. I just didn't connect it because of what are you talking about? Yeah, it's a Christmas episode where he's like he brought out a, a um. A Christmas album and it was just yeah ridiculous. Sorry, your number one favorite moment, please. I really, really want to say like the whole episode of of death because that's my 
Yeah. You can say whatever you want. This is our podcast. If people don't like it, they can get their own. Um, uh, it's back. Um, I would. I would probably. Yeah. It's. I'm. I'm gonna say this again. Spiders again. But if you've listened to like this part, I think you watched this show if you listened to it until this part. Um, this is where uh, it's the same episode of uh, Dreams Judgment, but it's the conversation between him. It's when he says, uh, uh, "Oh, you're not going back. You were you were created to." I fuck, I'm fucking up, man, because I I don't remember what he says. That's all right. But yeah, I think he I think he says something along the lines of, uh, "You were created for for them to have hope that if there's if there's darkness, there's also light. Mm. That's why you were important, but you've." you've become something that you were never intended to be. Yeah. So I can't have you or something like that. And like at the end where he, where like he create, he creates an angel out of the, or he rebirths the, the nightmare that he takes away uh, and creates her as, as like a, a beautiful dream or, uh, or an angel or something mm. like the, the contrast of him just, and it's, it's like his journey of just learning and growing. It's... And, and becoming, accepting that humanity has something to offer when he was imprisoned by it for so long and, and, and lost all hope because he's a broken person at the beginning, um, no longer able to do his job effectively or, or relate to the people around him. And then in the end, he's he's building again. He's making new dreams. He's making new realms. Yeah, it's a wonderful story, and it sneaks up on you too because there's so much going on around him. You kind of you, it'd be easy to miss his arc. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just like like you said, like those those two episode episode nine, episode eight. Like the whole storyline that we left out is is one of the, is one of the greatest storylines in fiction, mm. and it's. Also, honorable mention. I really like the part where uh, Dream holds up uh, the guy who who stole his uh, ruby. He holds him up in in his palm and he says, "You surprised me. You you destroyed the ruby, and that's something I did not intend." Yeah, and and you've released me from from the bondage I didn't know I had. Yeah, and that's such an amazing, so well realized that image of him very small in dream's hand and the, the huge hand that's pretty striking image from the book as well and they've they've rendered it beautifully you know again you're it's absolutely not real but it lives in the reality of what's happening yeah. in a way that some other stuff doesn't um yeah it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's a wonderful program go and check it out and also check out the the 11th episode the secret 11th episode addy i'm talking to you as well um you know it kind of it just enriches it's like a short story set in that world there's two of them uh, one of them kind of gives you some more backstory around uh, morpheus but also the the story is self-contained it's about a a writer who can't um who had a very successful first novel and can't write his second one he's got um, writer's block so he buys a um a muse off another writer and imprisons her so that he can you know, have these ideas and yeah, it's, it doesn't go well for him or anyone else really. Um, 
And the the other one is an animated um, uh, 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 short about a kitten dreaming. Um, and it's fucking adorable uh, in, in, in all the best ways. And not just because there's kittens in it, but because it's just a beautiful little story about this, you know, cats rising up from being enslaved by humans and then it's just this kitten having a dream. It's just, yeah, it's really lovely and, and it should be checked out. So it's like the it's like the Love Death Robots episode, but based in the it's, in the yeah, endless it really universe. Does, yeah. It's got that. It has that feel about it too. It's not as well done as that because that was you know they're they're obviously Love Death and Robots is doing that very specifically. But yeah, it did, it did yeah. like that. Yeah. So that's it for uh, the Filmatics podcast for another week. But before we go, we do do we have any questions? We do. We have new questions and the yeah. double. Oh, the double. Yeah. Sorry, it's question time. I start getting a bit weird. Without yeah. I have had a lot of. You know what? You know what? Let's do this. Um, episode twenty, right? Yep. It's coming up. That's yeah. It's coming up. Uh, by the time this comes out, you might have already like well, recorded it next week because the 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 Miss Marvel and Love and Thunder episode is. Yeah, that drops tonight, brother. This is this week, yeah. And then, so Sam and will be next week, so it'll be the week after we do 19. Yeah, this will have come out by the time. Yes. Yeah. So uh, let's do this. Let's have, uh, let's have like the question thing on our Instagram and uh, not be about a certain subject and just like 20 episodes special ask us anything or we just go mad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's going to happen anyway. But, um, but before we get into them, here's the theme song. Okay, so what is the question the first? Uh, the first question is, do you all want the Joanna Constantine spin-off? Yes. Yes, please. Absolutely. Why not? I want I want a Joanna Constantine spin-off and I want a death spin-off. Yep. Yeah, I'll agree with both of those. Also, I mean you don't there's nothing stopping you. A little inside, I'm I I wrote a pilot for a TV show uh, in the middle of last year. And I'd been pitching it to a bunch of different people. And the person who was most interested in the lead role was female. And it's written for a man. And then I'm like, why the fuck can't I just switch it? I could absolutely switch it. There's nothing in there that says that the person has to be of any specific gender. But then I also thought, wouldn't it be interesting to do it, like switch it every week? You know, have a different person play it every week and see if you could still get an audience to pay attention to a rapidly changing narrative based on who is playing the character. Um, you could do that and then have, you know, someone come in and, and play Constantine as, as a man or as someone who's, you know, non-binary or whatever, you know, just to have, have different ideas. So, yeah, do a do a Constantine spin-off and you've got the sto- Joanna's stories and John's stories and Jeb's stories and whoever else you want to do. So, I'm, I'm in for that. Joffrey's stories. Yeah, and, I mean, death could be represented by anybody. This yeah. incarnation, the way that the way that Dream sees her is is you know a uh, uh, um and a black woman um or African English I guess she would be called I'm not really sure what the correct terminology is sorry um but yeah that that's but it's to someone else it could be you know a 14 year old Chinese kid who knows 
just it is what it is. So yeah, yes to both of those things. Yes, yes to all of those things. I like the whole switching out the thing, uh, switching out the the actor part could be very ambitious. But if there's one place that could work, it's Netflix. Yeah, well, uh, that's who I'm marketing it for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so this this is your pitch for this week. Then. It's, we we love your idea. Actually, you should come to our thing. It's far. Oh, we've got Sandman and all sorts of stuff. Wait, and Rick and Morty. Oh, Addie's in serious concert with someone. He's got to get up. He's getting something. Handing someone a charger. I wonder if they can hear me. Take the charger. Going to charge up your finger. Charge something up. Going to charge it up. Charge up the phone. <laughs> yeah, I need you to do that again because I, I didn't hear no, a single part of it. Talking a bunch of fucking nonsense. Okay. <laughs> and question the second. Oh, yeah. Question the second. Yeah. Why would you do that to me, man? What? I hate it because, like, I don't hate it. I love it so much that, like, <laughs> like <laughs> this is the Q&A time, man. Like, I was watching, like, Game of Thrones before, like, House of the Dragon came on, and then House of the Dragon comes, and then there's, like, Aegon, the second of his name. And I was like, why don't we still do that? Why is that the thing that we left off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Why isn't someone the third or whatever? Yep. Yeah. Really I mean, we have uh, Wood, the third of his name, by gum. Oh, shout out to my dad as well, Wood the second, who got a fucking hole in one at golf this week. What? I know, right? He he sent me a video. Um, my dad, Steve Wu, or Steve Wood is his, is his name. We're just calling the Wu. Um, but uh, but yeah, he's a wonderful bloke. Lives in. Queensland and he's um he's an avid golfer has been for years we play golf together sometimes I'm not any good I mean neither is he most of the time but um yeah fucking a hole in one yeah you know rare that is on a par three as well it wasn't like a short course or anything a par three is you know fair distance a few hundred meters and he's and that he was with a friend so I know it's the truth and there's no reason to lie to me and he did a video of him like walking up to the hole the whole way videoing. God, I'm gonna. I think it's in. I think it's in. And the guy's like, "How long have you been playing golf, Steve?" And he's like, "Oh, 45 years or something." First, <laughs> first hole in one ever. And he and he, he the camera pans down, looking to the hole, and he's like, "Oh, magnificent!" And then the video cut out, and I was like, "Oh man, what a pimp! What a pimp!" Anyway, congratulations, Dad. I don't know if he listens to the podcast. It's probably not up his alley. Anyway. What are we talking about? Question number two. Yeah. Question the second. Question the second. Oh, okay. Favorite episode. I was really excited for this question. <laughs> Didn't we kind of did it. We kind of did it. Yeah, it's it's absolutely the, the episode six. Episode um, six. Just masterclass in in complex narrative. Um, made. Made simple, you know. There's some big themes going on there, and some big characters, and some larger than life ideas. Immortality being one of them. I don't think people process that as a concept outside of um, fiction, outside of literature. Like actually thinking to yourself the possibilities of immortality. I don't think people delve into that very often. So, yeah, really, really great. 
Yeah. See, it's a great show all over, through and through. And we recommend and it. And there, yeah. And like I've said it, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Uh, episode six, it's, it's spectacular. And you can watch it, to, like watch it, like after watching the whole show and just watch that episode and you'll appreciate it even more. Yeah. You can go back to, I mean, you can go back to any of them really. You can sort of drop in on, on particularly the first six episodes. Yeah. And they, they, uh, they have self-containedness to them as well. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think me and Addy give them two anthropomorphic crow wings up and 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 watch it right now because Netflix <laughs> needs the money. <laughs> oh, my God, they really do. I fucking hate that guy. Fuck off, Disney Plus. <laughs> You're not involved today. <laughs> Amazon Prime just sounds like rockets taking off. <laughs> anyway, after all that nonsense, thank you so much for coming and joining us back here at the Filmatics Podcast. We're so happy to have you. Addy, you, 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 you're a treasure. And, uh, you are. And, and I fucking treasure you, mate. <laughs> I love you so much, dude. And uh, to anyone who, who, who doesn't know, uh, yeah, I tagged you in. Uh, I got a question. Asking uh, who's the sexiest person you know? It's you. Saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Your friends group's obviously very small. Um, yeah, yes, I, it's I it's that. it's eighteen people. It's eighteen people. That's totally fine. If I was the sexiest person amongst eighteen people, that's still pretty good fucking odds. No, but, like it's it's the close friends close friend story. So yeah, well, no, I I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, this month is also suicide prevention month. So anyone who's suffering, anyone who's struggling, uh, you are loved, you matter, and uh, do not give up hope. And we all love you and you're amazing. Beautiful words to live by, folks. And uh, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for listening. Also, one more thing. I completely forgot. I'm sorry. Uh, I really want to thank everyone because uh, we don't because we, we don't check our views. And our uh, the Legacy of Spider-Man episode, the second one with uh, talking about the amazing Spider-Man films, mm. it has two point three thousand views. How? On YouTube. O- on YouTube. That's awesome. Like if 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 that was Spotify, I would still be like, I would still understand. It's on YouTube. It's awesome. Thank you so much for everyone. Yeah. Thank you so much everyone for listening. And you come back next week and enjoy it some more. We'll see you then. Yes, we'll see you then. Stay awesome, uh, stay amazing, and stay safe. You forgot your own fucking tagline, buddy. You want to take a second tag? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and action. Stay awesome and stay safe. <laughs> <laughs>